The wildest thing that has ever happened in my agency happened a few years ago when uh, my bread and butter is farm and ranch. So I go to a ranch to buy a new policy and had to sell myself to this gentleman to do insurance with me. And he had a cow in labor and he was having a hard time. So I literally rolled up my sleeves, jumped in and helped pull a calf because I've pulled many calves in my life. And we got the calf out, got the calf resuscitated, got him going, and I got the policy. He bound that cake. So it was an amazing, you know, send the sales manager my you know, picture of myself all covered in placenta and you know, and you know, it was a wonderful, wonderful day. I love selling insurance. You never know what you're gonna see or do. My name is Jackie Crane. I am in Homer, Alaska now, and I'm an insurance dude at Insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our agencies. How? By uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Pretzinger. I am Jason Feldman. We are agents. We are insurance dudes. Right now, while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. We took our notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies led Craig and I to selling more than $10 million in premium in the last two years. On this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the same results. Just go to live.teledudes.com. Dot com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. If you jump on this call with us, we're certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there. Woo! Boom! Boom! Love it. That is so amazing. So we talked a little bit before we just started this, and you kind of went through a lot of your past. So would love to talk about how you became an insurance agent, but man, you've had an insurance journey. And then also uh, some other businesses that was kind of. Yeah. So 20 years ago, I started out as as a registered representative for for Prudential. And so I got my Series 7, my 66, did it on my own. I don't have a college degree. I just decided this is something I wanted to do. And I went and did it. And my kids were young. And I was traveling to Scottsdale. We were living in Aztec, New Mexico. And, you know, traveling to Scottsdale and Albuquerque was way too much for my family. And I'm a mother first, I'm a a wife, a mother first and an insurance agent third. So I postponed it. I put it on the back burner. And then I decided to come back. My kids got a little grown. We started in the process. We started crane cattle in Aztec. And this picture back here, we raised show cattle. And um, that was an amazing opportunity to meet people and get submerged in a whole new world. And my husband is oil and gas, been there for 44 years. So he had a good income. So, you know, my little side gigs usually just drain the money. But um, (laughs) um, and I wanted to get back in insurance, something that was mine. And so I went to Aflac. I thought, you know what, if I can learn how to sell a supplemental policy that nobody wants to buy Mm -hmm. and learn some traits and they have really good training that I could sell insurance. So I did that for a few years and then I jumped into Farm Bureau because the two worlds, Farm Bureau and cattle and everybody I knew in the farm and ranch world ever cohesive. So that was a natural transition to go Farm Bureau. We're still in Aztec, New Mexico. I lived there 32 years and it's tiny, huh? Aztec's small. Is it near? It's like between Holbrook and Farmington, right? 
Um, Durango, we are 30 miles south of Durango, Colorado. Oh, 30, okay, so it's the yep. it's after Farmington. Okay. Yep, yep. You go you go yep. Farmington to Aztec to Durango. So did you go skiing at Purgatory? No, I never did. It's a great hill. <laughs> I drank a few up there, but never okay. skied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. And you know, I, I love Farm Bureau, but there, you know, I, I just saw the indie side being something that I wanted to get into because my husband having the oil and gas connections. I had a feeling that's where the money was at to insure. So the independent route, I did that, did farm and ranch with, you know, all those cups, got appointed with many cups. I started from scratch. I didn't go off of a brokerage. I did it from scratch. Wow. Literally. Went and got all my appointments with the companies. And then I, um, you know, we just, I did, I grinded it out for a few years, you know, just me, I was out selling and I had a great service team because we're back in a you know, you had to fill out accords for your applications. Everything had to be done by an accord. I sold my team serviced. And then in October of 2020, my daughter decided her and her husband moved from Maine to Homer, Alaska. My husband and I flew out, drove them all the way across the country, got him to Homer, and we fell in love with Homer. So we went home thinking, all right, he's 62, I'm 52. If we're not going to do this, we'll never do it. Let's just jump off and try. So I sold my agency to a major. We liquidated the cattle company. We had 100 head of cows. Wow. And we liquidated everything, had a few auctions. We decided Matt would stay in Aztec and keep working for the oil company. I flew up here in August of 2021 with a suitcase, landed in Anchorage, Ubered, got a car, drove down to Homer, and started my agency. Wow. Match agency. With a captive. So you went... Independent to captive. Yep. yep. And, and you know, that was, I kind of researched Homer. You just don't do this without researching it. And they had two independent companies already that were old family owned companies in Homer. Homer's 6,000 people. I had a feeling that, you know, they kind of had that sector figured out. And what they're writing is the commercial crab boats, the commercial fishing boats. And I didn't know anything about those. So I didn't want to jump in that water, not knowing how to ride it and be the great insurance agent that I could be. So I went captive. I There was one captive agency in this whole area servicing Kodiak Island and Homer. And I thought, let's try it. So I Super went cool. captive. So what kind of uh, boats are we talking around there? We So the deadliest catch is filmed from here. So we have all the crab boats. We have the time bed and the saga, um, the wizard. Yeah, they're all here. Wow. Summer so awesome. All last winter after it rolled almost in that show, it, it got re, you know, restructured here. And so yeah, you'll see them pull them out of the water and work on them and put them back. Isn't it ironic how hard it is to get people to come to work yet people will sit at home and watch other people work? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're not joking. Yes. What is the deal with that? What's the deal? deal? I think we're couch potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, we have The Last Frontier is filmed here. Ah, my wife loves that show. Right down the road from me here. And Bering Sea Gold and um, The Last Bush People. And, yeah, there's Have you met the Kilchers? Yes. Yes. Which ones? They're they're vibrant in this community. Super cool. Did you, did you, Jewel? Zach Brown lives here. And there's a place called Alice's Champagne House, and it's about two blocks north of me here, and he plays there. Oh, so, really? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a, is it a small place? Yeah. Yeah, it's a small little place. Dude, he's playing stadiums out here. 
oh no no he he they wind her down jewel is a kilcher and she lives here also and jewel the jewel yeah yes oh wow yeah yeah she's she lives kilcher. there yeah yeah i guess I if you're big time it's nice to live in a small place because then yeah 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 Have right next to that show? house is there is darius rucker's house huh. what show I is that hootie yeah huh hootie yes yes I didn't <laughs> is that hootie yeah yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Or what about song, the blowfish? What rock me mama like? You know that song. He's I know that one, but that's a good one. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and that was his solo album, right? Yeah. Yeah. What an interesting transition from him. He went from '90s alternative to cowboy. Yeah. yeah. You can be anything you want to be. <laughs> you can. Wow, that is so cool. I love that. So, have you met Jewel? No, I have not. But people say, I've only been here a year and a half. And everybody's like, you'll meet her. They're, they're around. That's wow. so cool. Yeah. So, it's yeah, the, the uh, Alaskan Frontier, Craig, it has uh, the Kilchers. And she's a Kilcher. So it, it's, uh, it has her dad, right? Her dad and her uncle are on it a lot. Yeah. Otto. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Super cool. Yeah. And it's, a neat, it's a neat little town. It, you know, it had to be a really cool town for me to sell what I loved. And that was my uh -huh. cat. Oh, and then on top of it, you showed some pictures and you have some in the background there, yeah. but uh, yep. the Northern Lights. Yep. That was from my house over here. From your house, from your phone. Yeah. My, these are all cell phone pictures. Yeah. From, gorgeous. Yeah. It is gorgeous here. You guys, you need to Google Homer, Alaska and check it out. Nice. I have to check it out. Of the road. You cannot go farther than us. The road wow. goes out to Homer Spit, where all the, the boats are, and it's a four-mile projectile of dirt land four miles out in the water, and it ends there. Wow. What is the warmest it gets there? In the summer, we're probably in the 70s. Oh. Yeah, yeah, high 60s, low 70s. Yeah, it's colder in Durango, Colorado right now than it is here. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is definitely. Is it snowing there? It snowed over snow a here. foot in Anchorage, which is 200 miles north of me. But okay, we wow. just had freezing rain. Ugh. I have a couple feet up my house, which is a few miles from town. But yeah. So when you started the captive there, you, you went scratch as well so from, yes. from scratch. How no soul when I got to town. Didn't even have a place. I didn't even know how to rent a place. I mean, I literally had no place. I didn't know anybody. I, didn't, I know my daughter and her husband, and that was it. So you moved there. Yeah. And you went well, moved. straight into. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And straight into selling in an area that you don't know anybody, you don't have staff, no. you just went for it. I just went for it. I thought, what's the worst can cool. happen? I could lose money. I'll yeah. just, you know, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to live a dream. I'm going to try it. You know, I'm going to give it all I've got. And did you did you stay optimistic the whole time, or did it start to get? Did the uh, little voice start? The little voice is still talking to me. Oh. I'm off all every morning. Yeah. <laughs> I. And I think I think that's also what separates the cream that rises to the top is being able to suppress the little voice, right? You're right. And trying to stay optimistic and not get stuck in the trees, you know, because sometimes I get down and I'm like, I never bought a lead. I didn't know what a lead was until a year ago, guys. <laughs> right. I never bought a lead in my independent or in Farm Bureau. Never did it. Wow. So, so before yeah. we go into that, because I know what that's like, what did you do to get new business prior? 
it was literally referrals, word of mouth, networking, being good at what you did and you did yeah. it really well for someone and they would tell somebody, Hey, you got to call her. And, and but you know, my average premium for a farm is 10 to 15,000. My right. average gas premium was 80 to 300,000 for a policy. Yeah. So now I'm writing $500 auto policy. Right. It, you know, it's a big shift, right? When you have a smaller client base, but big payoffs versus these little micro transactions. These little micro ones. And I figured out really quick, I had to have a good sales team and I need to be a great manager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where I've had to learn this last year to transition because I want to sell. I love selling. Right. And I'm a happy manager. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's where I've had to grow. The crazy thing is, is you are selling. Now you're one level back. You're selling the pe- you're selling to the people that are selling the policies, right? Yep. Yes, exactly. I mean, I'm still there and I'm still doing it, but it's just so hard to give up that control and trust your team to do it as well as you think you would have done it. And you got to let them to make the mistakes. You got to let them trip. You got to let them fall. And you got to help put put the band-aid on and get them built back up psychologically that they can do this. Yeah. We yep. We'll roll forward. I tell so them, much you, patience. You make required. a mistake. We'll fix it. We will yeah. fix the mistake. Nothing in 10 years. It won't matter, but you've got to try and just yeah. show up every day and try. Yeah. And the other thing I have on the wall is you get out of something, what you put into it. That's been what I raised my kids. You're not going to get something if you don't put into it an honest day's work. Because nobody's going to hand it to you. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I find that frustrating. And I've kept people on too long. Yeah. I haven't let them go soon enough. And then I start really looking at numbers. And it's like, I got to let them go. And it hurts because I'm not one who's ever, I don't let people go. But right. When you're paying the bills and you're paying for these leads and you're trying to do all this and we're not getting a closer yeah. happening. It's, it's just a hard decision. And that's frustrating to me is. Yeah. I think. And I think. That part is tough, and I think it gets easier over time because you start realizing, as Dr. Spock put it in (laughs) Star Trek IV, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And just being a part of a culture with one bad apple ruins so many people's days because that's where they're spending all their time, right? So it's like, I know it seems unempathetic to let someone go, but A, they don't really like their job or they'd be acting a lot differently. Right. Right. And then also they're ruining everybody else's time. It's like, you need to let them go. Like, it's funny. Cause I always wait too long to let someone go. I just, because I feel for them, but I'm like, my mind is slowly being molded into the direction of just like, you know what it's, if I truly want to be empathetic to them, because it, let them go, get them into something that they're going to like doing. And our team's going to like it more like, like letting them go is the best thing for everybody's life. And I need to be the one to be the bad guy to make good things happen. Then that's what I need to do yeah. and not worry about it. Dude, letting go is so hard. And, and so there's hard. two parts here, right? Like you talked about letting go, Jackie, you talked about letting go of control. And it's interesting because Jason and I were talking about an hour ago about this very thing. Like we're, we're talking about the, you know, having to control them. And are we worried about the how or are we worried about the what, right? We, we care about the outcome. It doesn't really matter if the path to that outcome is A, B, C, or A, F, D, or however they get there, as long as they get there, right? And they may be better at doing it 
a different way, as long as it follows some sort of framework, can't be loosey goosey, but that's really hard. It is hard to give that away, right? And sit back and watch them mess up. And you're like, but at the end of the day, like doing that really unlocks a lot of freedom for us as agency owners. Well, and in trying to do this remote thing, you both know, I've been, you know, flirting with the remote, trying to do that. And that's a whole nother can of worms. It's a beast. It's (laughs) It's tough. It's tough. Because you literally only have data. And I have a very, very archaic phone system up here. I mean, it's just like beat my head against the wall. I can't listen to calls. I have no data. I have no, every time they dial at seven cents, every time they pick up the phone to dial. I mean, so I'm having to scale that back, add a different service so I can start being a better remote team manager. Because I don't have the tools in place to do what I need to do for these people. And I would like you to unpack that because I know that like you and I were on the phone for a long time trying to make it work. And and there couldn't be a more difficult situation that you worked through. So go into it. (laughs) Talk about friction, right? Like normally (laughs) friction erupts and then they're like, that forget it. Right. And you were like, no. Yeah. No, I I was like, I'm going to have grit. I'm going to have grit. (laughs) I'm going to get this done because it can be done. And I, I just knew we could do it. And I knew in my heart that where I lacked in this captive environment that I'm in, you guys could fill the void to help me grow. Yeah. Thanks. I, Thank you. I, I knew that. And I knew I needed you guys as much as you needed me. And, and so I was like, well, let's work together. Let's figure this out. How do we make this happen? How do we get this done? And yep. So at the beginning, from the best mind, you guys have one phone system that our one phone co- phone company in Alaska, right? <laughs> no. and, and is it like like talk about? I just just talk about the prices because it's mind blowing. Yeah. So like for my only phone service I could find for the VoIP is one company. So I have four vo- or five VoIP lines and then some soft lines for my remote. I went in it intentionally wanting to do this. And I pay almost $600 a month just for this service. And now I have no way of, I can't listen to record, recorded calls. I cannot even, I mean, to find out how much my people are talking on the phone and how many dials, we have to print off Excel worksheets that are like for one week is probably three inches thick. And I have a person that's going through it, adding up. So I kind of can watch my people and what they're doing because I wasn't doing that in the beginning. And that control piece that I needed to know every, you guys are talking about it every week and I didn't have it. I didn't know how much my people were on the phone. I didn't know really how many dials they were making right. because I had no way of looking. And so then I had to break it down. Yeah. So and, crazy. And then we tried to get you phone numbers, right? And and so you reached out to them. How much were, were the phone numbers for every phone number to buy? It was like 300 and some oh. number. And we're over here paying three bucks, right? And yeah. you're like, what? so crazy. And I'm like, well, I'm going to have like $4,000 in my phone system. I was That's just, wild. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it when you told me that stuff. Well, and nobody did. So I'm forwarding you guys the emails. Yeah. From the okay. Are, is Alaska on a different internet? Like, is it the Alaska net? Like, I don't understand how you can't my use a voice. I am rolling. I have an upload speed of eight. That's it. That's all I have in my office. So is Starlink out there? I bet Starlink's out there. They just got here. So that's your answer. I have it. I haven't used it. 
doing this. <laughs> As you and I are talking, that is my other alternative that I was telling you about. So now I can do Starlink for my internet. I have to keep the one hard line so I have a local Homer phone number. I'm going to throw Starlink mm. for my internet and then I'm going to have Lightspeed come through and I'm going to have to forward my hard line to Lightspeed because they were able to get me an Anchorage, one Anchorage phone number. Oh, wow. But I got to wait four months for it. I'm on a waiting list. And that's how we're going to do this. That's kind of phase number, what, F? <laughs> <laughs> so to say that there were some obstacles is a, an understatement. You know, so- it's just part of life, though. And one thing I kept telling myself when I, I screwed up, when, when, we're, when you have cattle and you're learning through the hard issues and learning it by doing it wrong, you usually lost a life. You usually lost a calf. You lost the cow. You had death involved. Here, I kept telling myself, you can figure this out. Nobody's going to die. Nobody's going to die. Right. No one's going to die. You're going to lose some money, but you're going to learn. And that's part of owning a business. Yeah. And there's no time, I think, that you're really ready to jump in with leads because there's just so many pieces. Oh, my God. That, you know, like just so many parts where it's an unknown yeah. and it doesn't seem to work. And there's so much time, behind, you know, all the different things that you're like, ah, and everything's lagging. Then you don't have analytics. So that makes it even trickier because yeah. you have to make the decisions based off data. Yeah. And I don't know where my gap is. Right. Mm. Don't know where the gap is. I And so you're trying to train and stay ahead of it. Hell, a year ago, I didn't even know what a web lead was. Right. I'm, I'm like, what? <laughs> I got to buy what? Yeah. <laughs> I can't go knock on the doors. I mean, that's how I got my business before. and But it didn't work here. I had to go switch my brain from quality to quantity. Mm. What was that and like? That was hard. It still is hard. I yeah. mean, like, you guys keep telling me double down. <laughs> You know, double down, buy more, feed the system, feed the funnel and ride it out. And it's, you know, it's like a eight second bull ride. You know, yeah. you just you get in the middle of it and you're about to get the horn and you want to jump off, but you can't. Now you right. got to stay. <laughs> yeah. And then the other things happen, like people call in and you're like, ah, and leads are coming, you know, so there's yeah. all that. Yeah, but it's just, I, mean, I think it's, it's managing the, those emotions. And I mean, that's why I love the group is that there's the support of that, you know. And I was intimidated to say squat for a long time. You know, I just sat and listened to y'all, you know, visit. And, and you know, I got my little notebook and I'm always writing notes down because I was intimidated. You know, I should know this crap. I've been doing this for 20 years. And it, that was, you know, a little humbling. I ate humble pie for a long time this last year. I didn't know squat and I had to relearn how to do something. Yeah. I think when you came into this world, it was much different, right? I mean, you said 30 years in the insurance business. I mean, there was no internet, you know, like this didn't exist, right? Isn't it wild that this didn't exist 15 years ago? Everything was paper. Everything was paper. We had paper apps. We had paper everything, you know? Did you microfiche? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, you know what that is, Jason? No. <laughs> it, it looks like, you know, remember slides that you put up on the, but it's like a yeah. big slide and you put it in this machine that's kind of like an overhead projector, sort of. It's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> like all reports would come on those. Yeah. Weird. It was out, like I came into the world, before, it was done, but they had piles of them that I threw away, you know, like. Yeah. And then we got really fancy when we got the carbon on the app. So we had a copy for the insured and a copy for us to take home. <laughs> so you didn't have to rewrite it or something. Home office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this is definitely, it's been a humble pie year. 
you know, it, it is intimidating at first. And I remember when I came into this agency, I came in, uh, this agency had didn't even use any of the management systems that the captive that we do stuff with uh, has, you know, so it, it n- none of it was on the computer. It was all files here. I didn't have a CRM until I got here. Yeah. <laughs> no, Isn't I'm serious. Wild. Like, you know, you try to look back to doing it without that. You're like, how, what? Yeah. How's that right. even possible? Big old thick folders for each client. Yeah. They call, you go get the folder out of the cabinet. You write their note in, you know what you got to do. And yeah. Yep. And then you see CRM. the big numbers coming through that some of these agents are doing. And like, how are they doing it? It's like internet leads. And I'm like, well, I want to figure. So that's what I thought. Cause we had no walk-ins. And, you know, you could do as many bake sales in Huntington Beach and that ain't going to work, right? Um, it might work in Alaska because you guys are really nice. But out here. We're going to have helmet California. fries. Fish and <laughs> but like, I was like, I have to figure this out. And I remember thinking like, there's no way I'm going to understand all this. And then that was the journey. And it, it did take a long time. And it, you know, you spend money and. You know, it's when you spend it doesn't work out. Yeah, spending the money just kind of dwindle off of your screw ups. I when when Jason and I first met, I remember talking to him. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do internet leads. This is the thing. This is whatever." And I'm like, "Dude, I have bought internet leads so many different times, and they suck. Like, I had you know no results. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You got the magic lead company or something? So (laughs) it was you know this whole thing, and then he went. And then well, I, the, I, I flipped the equation, right? Because the equation was most leads suck. So most people try to find the good leads. But I said, what if I could create a system where any lead, it doesn't matter, right? right. So like that was the thought process. And that's kind of like my thought process with all of this. If you can create a script that anybody could use and still get results, cool, perfect. And then if you can create like find systems and processes that you could teach anybody to, then I don't need to find a rock star. You know what I mean? Cause that, the, the, those are the bottlenecks, the rock stars, the, the best leads. It's like you're, you're in a wild goose chase. Right. We're always, that. we're looking for the wrong thing. Right. Or the needle in the haystack. I mm-hmm. want the perfect, the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross leads. Oh, well they don't exist. Right. The golden leads, no such right. thing. Maybe one out of a thousand. And then like the rock star, dude, you could hire for 10 years and you don't find the rock star. Sometimes I the rock star is actually the biggest pain in the ass, too. I was just going to yeah. say that. They so are psycho. Usually have an issue. <laughs> right. Well, and yeah. I think I also, you know, my cap or my company, I never had this issue because when it was my agency at Independent Land, I never compared myself. I kept my nose down. I sold insurance in my dually truck. I went and I sold more insurance on that tailgate than, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars every year sold on that tailgate. Yeah. I didn't That's hear so cool. anything. I didn't see anything. I just, you know, dirt roads and selling insurance and, you know, going out to well, oil wells and going to farm and ranches. And then I get here, I have to cut off the crap, you know, that I don't need to focus on. I don't need that morning email from my sales leader comparing everybody who's writing more than me because that's a negative. It's like immediately you're like, I didn't do enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not, I'm not succeeding. But you got it compared to what where you are and where you and your own personal goals. Yeah. Because you're talking about rock stars and and I have a small team. There's 30 people in that team. You can't right. compare them. And that's what this one report. If you don't know, 
you're comparing yourself to someone who is five times larger. You cannot compare. Because I don't even look at the emails. You're I right. Stop. Like I it's stop. too. You get a hundred emails a day to grab your attention. You're exhausted by yep. the end of them. And not to mention, yeah, there's negative, there's changes, right? There's all, that's like, there's so many agent groups and they're just so focused on all these changes, all these negative things that are happening. It's like, dude, but how's your, how's your business? The thing that's in your office right now, the people like that's your business, right? That's exactly it. That is, that's what your focus should be is your people, your team, what's happening in your four walls. And you're, you're, and you and I were always pivoting. I mean, this whole year has been a freaking pivot for me. Yep. I have just Same pivoted, here. trying to figure it out. And, you know, I just got to put the blinders on, put my nose down and run my business the way I need. And I surround that. myself with good people mm-hmm. and just that's put it. out noise. Yep. Yep. 100%. And, I mean, you guys in California, I mean, that's, I hear it all what's happening with everybody down there and man, you know, you just got to regroup, refocus, and find a way to get out of it. Right. You know, and that's insurance has never stayed the same. I've done it for so doggone long. It's always changing. Companies are always changing. I know independence. Some people are like, oh, that's the way to go. Some people say captive's way to go. It is what you make of it. Right. Mm, that's it. The cheese just gets moved. And yeah. here's the best part. Everybody is regulated to have it. So it's like, mm, yeah, I could complain that. You know, we can't write new business this year, but, or next year, right? But for everybody that's complaining, and it's all the people that when they were given giant bonuses out the last two years, weren't taking advantage of it, right? I don't want to have to sell. And then now it's like, you don't have to sell. It's like, well, I can't sell. Like, you know what I mean? It's like crazy to me that people are complaining about that. I mean, but I do empathize with like, I I understand that some agencies are small enough where they need to sell and and stuff like that. But I'm just saying, generally speaking, a lot of people always want it the other way, but the cheese is always going to move. It's the point is you got to take advantage of where it's at. And to me, it's like, yeah, I, I was running hard getting those sales with the scratch agency, just like you. And this is a season that, you know what, there's going to be no, there's no goals. So that's kind of cool. And like, we can run with a skeleton crew and scale back. Yeah, scale back. Like that's, that's incredible, right? Yeah. So like now it's like, okay, so now what's my goal? And my thought process is, okay, I brought in all these people over the last couple of years, but we didn't solidify them. You know what I mean? So like, even though there's no no commission and not really any commission in new business, but like maybe cross-selling some of them, getting those homeowners policies that we might've missed. You know what I mean? Having those extra conversations that we haven't had time to have in the past and, and doing all the things to solidify so that when it does open back up, it opens up, you know, we can focus back on outward business, but we have this rock in the background. What did I plan on that? No, but like, I mean, dude, business, you don't plan on anything. Like, like it's crazy to me that, we're regulated by the states and Google and Amazon can't come in and take over. Like that's pretty incredible. Like, cause Google and Amazon and, and Facebook and everything, like if they could jump into insurance, they would like see a mom and pop store. It's like, you know what I mean? We wouldn't still be here. No way. No chance. Yep. Like the Tesla insurance, you know? Oh yeah. 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 I just interviewed someone that was Tesla in California and then went in and now is out on the LSP track and all that. But yeah. And she said, it's, it is not at all what was sold to begin with. Yeah. Well, California is just a beast because it's the insurance companies have no say 
in anything. It's just so run by the state and it's yeah. it's just crazy. I mean, everybody's hands are tied. So it's a negative thing, but then it's also a positive thing because everybody's so similar. It's like for it's every good. negative, there's a positive to it. Yeah. You know, people have, I, to have to have a turn. Positive, Jason, think, just pivot towards the positive. Yeah. You have to. That's the, either that or you're going to be living in, in your own hell, you know? Right. <laughs> We got to move quick when we have the ability to move quick because that's how we're going to yep. prepare for the potential winter that's around the corner, right? If that's if a last talk, Craig. Look yeah, at you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> right? Like I just this morning with my sales team, we were talking, well, with my half a sales team because somebody has COVID, which is awesome. Um, but so my sales folks were talking. I'm like, look, you guys are going to have to do a lot of quotes today. We're going to, you're going to move a little bit quicker than, than we like kind of, because I'm not going to cut leads back because that messes the funnel up. Right. I don't want to do that. So I have three people that are handling 200 leads today. It is what it is, right? Like they're going to work through them. We'll get to them. It's, it's all going to happen. But I know that by the end of the day, their tonality, their mind, everything's not going to be as sharp as it was first thing in the morning. And I said, you know, before each call, pause, take five deep breaths, you know, like reset your physiology and think to yourself, how would I behave if I was going to get paid a million dollars if this person bought, like change the thinking, like change the stakes of that call mentally. Like, what would you do? Like, would you sell it if it was worth a million dollars? Hell yeah. Right. No matter what they would. Right. So it's, it's similar. (laughs) It's similar to what we were just talking about is just shifting that you have to shift it. Hey, what are you still doing here? Well, while you're still here and while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. Yeah, if you weren't listening before, we took notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies did help Craig and I write over 10 million in premium in the last couple of years. And let me tell you, on this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the very same results. Again, that's live.teledudes.com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. And if you jump on with us, we are certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there.